Welcome to the D-Shift Podcast, where we provide inspiration, motivation, and education to help you transition from the challenges of divorce to discover the freedom and ability to live life on your own terms. Are you ready? Let's get this shift started. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the D-Shift Podcast. And today, I am really excited to talk with Sue Wilhite. And Sue and I have run into each other in so many different events over the last year. It's just one of those things when uh, when you see the same person several times on internet events, I think you're supposed to be connected in some way, shape, or form. So Sue is an international best-selling author. Uh, she's a law of attraction coach. And she's also something else that I really want to know about, and that is a certified biofield tuning practitioner. So I'm dying to find out about that. So Sue, welcome to the D-Shift. Oh, thank you so much, Marty. This is so cool. I have been looking forward to this. And yet when the reminder came up, I was startled. I went, oh my God, it's September. Yes. Yes. Exactly. I get to do this. <laughs> well, well, we're really excited. And so I want to jump right in because I want to use our time because uh, you have a lot of scope <laughs> and field in this area. Something that a lot of women, I think, well, I'm not going to say a lot. I'm going to say every woman that I know that goes through a divorce is dealing with the stuff that you work with. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Sue, what, what got you into this area and uh, where your passion is with this. Yeah. So the first thing I'll say is, hello, my name is Sue and I've been divorced. <laughs> we'll just get that out of the way right Welcome away. Welcome to the club, Sue. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, I, I left my husband um, I, and um, that was a whole trauma in and of itself. I'm not going to tell the whole story here, but um, it wasn't that he was abusing me or anything, but it was a very weird thing when I told him I was leaving. <laughs> weird stuff happened and had to go through a bunch of self-esteem stuff for me to really get a hold of, wow, I thought this was a forever thing. I thought I was making a promise. I thought that this was the guy. I had followed him up and down California um, to be with him. And then it didn't work out. It was, it was so clear that he wasn't the right person. And I did a ton of self-help, personal development, the whole nine yards. Okay. And after <laughs> decades of exploring things and making, you know, discoveries about myself and checking out all of these different modalities yeah. that are out there, the law of attraction was one of the first things that made sense to me. And it was because apparently I'd been using it all my life. Without really knowing it. A lot of people have been, you know, and then the secret came out and everybody went, oh, this is a thing. Uh, (laughs) There's a methodology to this. Oh, my goodness. Um, Just just as a small example, uh, when I was uh, I had decided that I was going to be a veterinarian when I grew up and I was absolutely 100 percent blinkered. (laughs) I was going to go to UC Davis. Um, and I was going to be a veterinarian and there was no other way. I got to time me out here and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm going to tell you this. I actually have a degree in animal science, a a bachelor of science in animal science, because I was going to be a veterinarian too, which obviously didn't happen for me either. So go right ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So, so my high school, (laughs) I had a very solid 3.0 grade point average and I won't call it abysmal because 
it wasn't abysmal, but it was certainly not great SAT score, college application uh, mm-hmm. test score of uh, 1150, which was not enough to get you into any college whatsoever. And UC Davis accepted me. Wow. And to this day, I am absolutely convinced it was because I had a pure, absolute, 100%. There was no other option. I am going to UC Davis. (laughs) Things changed after that. But that was, you know, that that was one of my very clear ideas. Oh, yeah, I guess I was using the law of attraction. I guess that really does work. Yeah. (laughs) When you get really clear on it. So, um, and I, you know, I did use the law of attraction to get my husband. It, and this is the thing that I tell people about the law of attraction. Just because you passionately want it doesn't mean it's the right path for you. That's the key, right? Yeah, right there. So there's the there's the interesting thing about the, the law of attraction, the dirty little secret that nobody talks about in the secret. Um, yeah, you could get exactly what you wanted. <laughs> um, but... I explored all of the different modalities. I was a hypnotherapist. I'm a Reiki master. I studied Reiki the old-fashioned way over a lot of months, over several years before I got my master. This was not what I call the pâté de foie gras version of Reiki master where you get it all in a weekend. Um, And I practiced that for a while. I discovered emotional freedom technique or tapping, which I thought was absolutely great. It helped people get out of pain. It was, it was amazing. And then in 2014, no, 2013, um, I met a man, I saw a lecture by a man named John Beaulieu, who does sound healing with tuning forks. And he started this back in the 70s. And really was one of the major players, one of the major people in starting sound as a healing modality. Right. And um, I got started with his tuning forks. And really, that just opened up a whole world about how sound affects the body, how sound affects your mind, and how sound affects your emotions. And then about a year or so later, I met Eileen McCusick, who is the creator or the discoverer, <laughs> however she'd put it, of the technique called biofield tuning. Okay. And the thing with biofield tuning is it combines, well, actually, it doesn't really combine anything. It just uses physics in a really interesting way, in a, in a scientifically validated way. So here's here, we're going to go into a little bit of physiology and a little bit of physics. So so bear with me. This is pretty easy. I explain this stuff all the time. Okay. <laughs> so I make sure this is not my thing. So go ahead. Let it right. <laughs> right. So your brain, your heart, and your gut project an electromagnetic field around your body. So far, so good. So good. Yep. So right? far. Yep. Your brain, your brain, in fact, does is just an electromagnetic electrochemical factory right up here it's yeah. just zurchin all the time ting 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 and your thoughts literally are electromagnetic sparks that are that are going off in your brain 
and your heart is responding to some of that and putting out its own electromagnetic frequency. Right. And your gut is putting out its own much, much lower uh, electromagnetic frequency. And it makes up what the National Institutes of Health has defined as the biofield. Okay. Okay. It's the electromagnetic field. It goes 360 degrees around your body. They have mapped it. Um, there's pictures of it. You could do this. Um, and it ticks in a little bit at your head and it tucks in a little bit at your feet. So it looks like a giant apple. Okay. Around your body. Okay. So far, so good. So We're good, far, right? Yeah. This, is pretty, this is the easy part. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, the next part is pretty easy too because. Remember I said your brain and your thoughts are just electromagnetic impulses that are doing this? Right. Well, it turns out that those electromagnetic impulses are stored in the field. Okay. So thoughts and feelings that are strongly held and done over and over again are stored in the field. Just oh, like <laughs> just like, you know, one of these little USB doohickeys dongles right you right. know it it's you know this can contain i don't know 50 meg or 50 gig or something like that right it's just it's just out there now here's the deal because this is where the storage is <laughs> where your brain is is kind of an index and a reference device it keeps some things but the vast majority of things are kept out here and it's mostly the, as I said, the strongly held or repetitive thoughts, feelings, and beliefs, which is just a thought with a lot of feeling, right, <laughs> are are out here in the field. Okay, okay, which means that you have to you have to do a lot more electromagnetic work to change the stuff that's stored in the field. Makes sense. Okay? Yeah. Affirmations. You've heard of affirmations, Absolutely. right? You make yeah. positive statements of things that you want to be true. Yeah. You have to do affirmations for what? what's the number that you know, Marty? I, like forever? It's 21 days. Yeah. 21 days, 30 days, 60, 60 days. days. I've heard people say 60 days. Yeah. Right? Because it takes a lot of work to overwrite that storage because these are the strongly held ones, right? right? So if you're looking at your mirror and you're going, I'm strong, I'm powerful, I'm good, everybody loves me, your field is writing back going, say nope. what? <laughs> <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Wait a minute, huh? So you've got to keep strongly holding them in order to overwrite the stuff in the field. Okay. It works. It absolutely works. I'm I'm a huge fan of Louise Hay. Absolutely. Affirmations, big time. Yeah. Great stuff. Do it. I'm lazy. <laughs> I don't want to do that work. It is a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Right? And you have to fight yourself. And if anybody overhears you, they also laugh at you. So you got to deal with that. Right. <laughs> right. So what biofield tuning does is it uses the power of sound to break up and release those strongly held thoughts and feelings 
in the field so that you can have better ones to replace them. Gotcha. So it kind of like wipes your hard drive and lets you rewrite over the top. Exactly. Love it. Right? Yeah. It's it's astonishing the things that happen when you get rid of the underlying programming that's in there. And it's, <laughs> you know, I, I showed you the little, you know, USB dongle. It's like somebody installed a virus and you just pulled out the dongle that had it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not there anymore. And what's really cool, just like I, I liked your metaphor of, you know, cleaning up the hard drive, <laughs> you now have space for something else. Yes. Yeah. You now have energy that can be put somewhere other than this repetitive thought that's sitting there challenging your base knowledge of yourself as a wonderful, dynamic, powerful human being. I love this idea because a lot of the people that are listening are people going through divorce, women in particular. And I think we have that. um, We've had other guests come on and talk about divorce guilt, betrayal trauma, those kind of things. So I can just see that this would be an exercise to get rid of that fear, guilt, stress, and all that negative baggage from all the things that didn't go well in the, right. in the relationship. So how right. how do you see this all translating to handling those kind of things, Sue? I know that's something that you focus in on, particularly is the fear part, right? Isn't that kind right. of your, your, yes. your niche area? Yes, yes. yes. So, so fear, there, there's two kinds of fear, okay? Fear, fear is, as they say in Dune, fear is the mind killer, <laughs> right? Yeah. Literally, literally, it shuts down huge portions of your brain and turns on other ones that are really good at helping you survive a saber-toothed tiger Yeah. Um, and not a whole hell of a lot else. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, we talked about those um, with uh, Richard Morton, I think the... Yeah. Uh, fight, flight, and freeze, and fawn. Yeah. Now they're saying there's four of them now. That, that oh my god, what was the fourth one? Fawn, where people actually in a, in emotionally abusive relationships uh, will automatically placate. try to make it better, like just yes. whatever, yes. acquiesce, whatever. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so big F fear is actually really useful. Is what I call it. Big F fear is really useful if there's a bus, you know, bearing down on you. If, you know, a kid's about to step out in traffic, um, you know, those are really useful. It absolutely, you know, it gives mothers the adrenaline to pull cars off of children. Absolutely, 100% useful. Don't get rid of it. It's great. Yeah. What I call the little F fear (laughs) is the stuff that you're making up in your head. Yeah. Right. It's it's some of it is called catastrophic thinking because you're making up scenarios that are fear inducing, anxiety producing and not very useful. Right. Because you go over them and 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 over them. It's really useful to have catastrophic thinking to go, huh? Yeah, maybe I ought to get a ladder for that second story window. Um, in case I need to escape. Well, then go write a note, go buy the ladder, you're done. But if you sit there every night going, oh my God, I'll never get out of that window. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. 
all the time. Yeah. Not useful. Yeah. Not, not a good use of that energy. Yeah. And so particularly for women who are going through divorce, catastrophic thinking just takes over, just takes over. You are so right. And I think one of the big areas of it, and I know we don't want to go down the financial road, but a lot of it is I can't make it on my own. That's the big fear, right? I got no, I've got no skills. All I've been is a mom. And I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? If you've been a mom, you've done, you've done a million jobs, but, but you're right. Absolutely. So, so how do you, how do you help people learn how to discern between the big F fear and the little F fear? Because I'm thinking a lot of people are struggling. If they're in the little F fear cycle, they may think it, it is the big F fear, right? Right, right. Big F fear is useful if the thing threatening you is right here. Right. That's the dividing line. If it's right right here or if it's standing outside of your door, (laughs) you know. Yeah. Then then if it's a real immediate, like right now, then it's a big F fear. Do something. Yeah. But if you're lying in bed at night or you're driving or you're sitting there at work not getting work done or you're washing dishes and, and keep dropping the glasses. Yeah. That's a little left fear because it's all in your head. Okay. Okay. That's a really good, that's a good key way to determine whether that is, uh, which, which kind of fear you're dealing with. Yes. If it's not right in front of you right now, something that you have to deal with, then it's a little left fear. And there's specific strategies to take care of that. And it's, and it's one of the things that I talk about all the time and I give away, <laughs> you know, if it, if it, if I haven't already given it away to somebody as a client, um, you know, I give it to them in my, in my client sessions, because that's one of the things that we want to, we want to go over in, in coaching is, okay, let's find out what these little F fears are and yeah. let's see if we can't get rid of them. Yeah. And sometimes and- do you find having people just actually sit down and label that fear and then evaluate it. And okay, is this something I am, am I coulda, woulda, shooting, or am I what ifing or what am I doing about this? And I, and I, we probably approach this from a a different angle, so I'm not sure. Um, But don't you find that a lot of times, even just having people acknowledge those fears are there helps to sort of get them out of that catastrophic level down to, okay, this is something I need to worry about. But I mean, everybody has to worry about their finances, but I don't have to lay awake at night losing sleep about what's going to happen five years from now, what potentially could happen. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so I do, I, I, I'm going to do it a little bit early. This is part of the giveaway that, um, that I'm doing, but I have a five-step process. And the first step is letting your brain go off as much as it wants to and label every single thing that can go wrong. You just, you just sit there and write and preferably writing with your hands, not typing, not typing. Typing is okay. If that's the only thing that you can do. And if, and it really, if that's the way that you can think, go for it. I'd rather get out of your head, but writing it is like 10 times more powerful. And it really serves to tell your brain that you've really gotten rid of it. Okay. But, but that's the first thing you do. And you spend, I don't know, 30 minutes 
just going, what could possibly go wrong? Okay. <laughs> and you just, you just give your brain permission to right. go to town and think right. of everything that you can, go, the, everything, everything that could go wrong. So, so you start with a question. What if I got divorced, for instance? Sure. And you write down everything, everything. It might take more than 30 minutes <laughs> for sure. a big question like that. But, you know, you, you let your brain go. Because as soon as you have exhausted that part of your brain, your brain goes, done my job. Yeah. I let you know what crap was going to hit the fan. Yeah. I let you know everything that could possibly go wrong. Now it's your turn. Take off. Take over. <laughs> and that's the other four steps. Yeah. And and just to let people know, Sue has provided that. And, and thank you so much for that, that free giveaway. And so that will be in the show notes because it's definitely something you're going to want to pick up and take a look at and see if you can't use it to help yourself. So it's it's a really great, right? great tool. Thank you, Sue. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I love it. I absolutely love it. Now, as far as where does biofield tuning come into this, sometimes there are things that you don't know you don't know. Sure. Right? Right. It's it's unconscious incompetence. You don't know what you don't know. Right. And part of the reason you don't know it is from a, these little things that have gotten into your field at an early age, sometimes birth, sometime, you know, zero to seven-ish, yeah. five, six, seven, depending on the child. Zero to five, six, seven is when a lot of stuff gets loaded. Sure. Yeah. Right. And uh, for instance, I was just working with a client who, uh, as I was doing the biofield tuning, I was, I, we start at birth and it, it's kind of like the rings on a tree. The farthest out is your oldest experience. And, and just in birth, I was going, wow, there's some really funky energy in here. Um, and it turns out that my client had been uh, had a breach pre presentation. And for all of you people who have had breach births, <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, my client nearly died. Uh, mom nearly died. It was it was a terrible, terrible situation. Yeah. It was it Im imprinted. I can't get out. Um, I can't move forward. Um, I'm doing things wrong. Um, fear, panic of being stuck. Sure. All in that 12 hour birth experience. Yeah. It, that experience. Yeah. That's energy that's stuck in the field. We clear that. My client calls me up nearly every day now going, wow, all of these things are just like, they're just Happy. presenting themselves yeah. and I'm moving yeah. forward. And Sue, do you know what happened today? really excited so it so i you know what i think that this is this is a fantastic concept and i think it's a it's an amazing tool for people to kind of delve into a little bit more and unfortunately we're almost out of time so right. i would love love right. love maybe sue uh you know we can take a look at having you come back and talking a little bit more um about the specifics of your 
your uh, the biofield tuning. But I think you've given some really effective strategies here for people to use and people to think about, like what hanging out there in that field is because <laughs> I'm, I'm right. sure some people might be able to identify some of those things themselves, right? Those pervasive right. thoughts. Right. They have. right, right, right. And affirmations are uh, are a great thing yeah. for dealing with that. I mean, I, I like I said, I'm a huge fan of Louise Hay. It takes a while. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And so, and I'm one of those people that likes to get out of pain really fast. <laughs> let's yeah. not linger in this. Thank you. It's but I know I'm version. not. Not everybody is that way. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we have covered a, a ton of ground here. So what do you think would be the one thing that you'd like people to walk out of this podcast, wherever they may be, and go? I'm going to make sure I remember that point. Yeah. So I want to do a quote from Seneca the Younger. Okay. Uh, which is all about this whole fear thing. Um, and I have it, I have it on uh, a little three by five card because <laughs> that sits right up here because it's so important and it has to do with that big F and little F thing. And it's, we suffer more often in imagination than in reality. Love that. What a powerful, what a powerful thing to just, Keep in our minds. Right. Yeah. Love that. Sue, thank you so much for sharing your insight and expertise. And thank you for the giveaway. That is going to be a phenomenal resource for people. Again, it's um, five. Uh, it's a guide to how to overcome fear in five steps. I don't have the exact title, but I think I'm reversing the title. But it's in the it's show. It's all good. It's fear, in the show notes. Fear gone, five steps. There you go. <laughs> so do make sure you pick that up. Um, even if you're even if you're thinking, well, I don't need it. Ah, you might know somebody who does need it. And mm-hmm. uh, and Sue is so accommodating to share it with us. So thank you so much. And thank we are definitely going to have to talk again and get you back on here, Sue. Love to. This has been fun. Thank you, Marty. <laughs> thank you. And thanks again for listening to The D-Ship. We look forward to hearing and seeing you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening and supporting the D-Shift podcast. If you would like to attend live trainings by our amazing guests and have a chance to ask questions and get answers from our experts, join the D-Shift crew. For more details and to sign up, head on over to www.divorcecoachforwomen and click on the podcast page.